Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. This is Bloomberg Daybreak here for this Friday, the 16th of June in London. Coming up today... Focused on the job at hand, the UK's Deputy Prime Minister tells Bloomberg Radio the government won't be distracted by Johnson and the Partygate report. Setting up a September debate, the European Central Bank hikes again as Lagarde says more work is needed. 20% down, Deutsche Bank warns of a big drop in trading revenue. Plus, a trajectory towards war. Henry Kissinger warns China and the US are on a path towards conflict on Taiwan. All straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The business news you need to start your day in just one 15-minute podcast on Apple, Spotify, the Bloomberg Business app and everywhere you get your podcasts. Good morning, I'm Stephen Carroll. And I'm Caroline Hepke. Here are the stories that we're following today. Britain's Deputy Prime Minister says politicians need to focus on delivering results instead of the drama in Westminster. A damning report into his former leader, Boris Johnson's conduct, has reopened bitter rifts inside the governing Conservative Party. Deputy Prime Minister Oliver Dowden told the Bloomberg UK Politics podcast he has nothing to say to Boris Johnson. His message is for business. I can assure you that the government remains absolutely focused on the, the job at hand that we have worked to bring back that stability to the UK economy, which people uh, rely on. And you have in the, the Prime Minister, in the Chancellor, indeed in me as Deputy Prime Minister, people that want to ensure that stability, who get tech, who get the opportunities, and are determined we seize them to, to drive the, the prosperity of the, of the nation. And you can hear that full interview with Oliver Dowden on the UK Politics Podcast. MPs will be voting on the Partygate Report's recommendations on Monday with allies of Boris Johnson accusing it of bias. Investors' fears are mounting that economic damage are threatening to overshadow the next round of rate hikes, all but promised by the Fed, ECB and others. The European Central Bank joined the Federal Reserve by raising rates by 25 basis points on Thursday and ECB President Christine Lagarde says she expects to go further. It is very likely the case that we will continue to increase rates in July, which probably doesn't come as a big surprise to you. But... That's what I'm telling you. Lagarde spoke after the central bank voted to lift rates to 3.5%, the highest level in more than two decades. The eurozone entered a mild recession in the first quarter, with Christine Lagarde warning that the economy had stagnated and will remain weak in the short run. In the United States, former Treasury Secretary Larry Summers is warning the divided Federal Reserve could blow the central bank off course. Here's what he told Bloomberg's Wall Street Week with David Weston. 
I'm not sure I found the Fed's action a little bit confusing. This meeting felt like it was driven as much by the internal political dynamics of the Fed as by any consistent and coherent reading of uh, the economic situation. And that was a bit disturbing to me. Larry Summers' comments come after unanimous decision by Fed policymakers to pause rate hikes following 15 months of tightening. However, the former Treasury Secretary and others have been left scratching their heads by the central bank's forward guidance, pausing hikes while simultaneously boosting the growth forecast and flagging additional tightening. Now, the Bank of Japan has held its stimulus in place as it waits for more sustainable inflation. Bloomberg's Brian Curtis has more on the story. Governor Kazuo Ueda left unchanged the BOJ's negative interest rate and yield curve control program. The yen immediately weakened against the dollar. Not that there was much doubt to any of this, as it was predicted by 44 of 47 economists we surveyed. Governor Ueda has said the cost of prematurely tightening policy could damage Japan's nascent inflation trend and he's not willing to risk it. Still, speculation rumbles on that a tweak may be coming in July. Brian Curtis, Bloomberg, Daybreak Europe. Deutsche Bank expects trading revenue to decline by as much as 20% this quarter. The German lender joins Wall Street firms warning of weaker debt trading as interest rates near their peak and economies weaken. Speaking at an investor conference hosted by Goldman Sachs in Paris, Deutsche Bank's CFO James Van Moltke says they're naturally going to have a step back after an outstanding quarter last year. Deutsche Bank's German shares extended losses after the comments. The former U.S. Secretary of State Henry Kissinger says that a military conflict between China and Taiwan is probable if things don't change. The former American diplomat and political theorist sat down with Bloomberg's editor-in-chief John Micklethwaite to discuss his life and career upon turning 100 years old. In a wide-ranging conversation, he spoke of his concerns regarding the future of Taiwan. Well, on the current trajectory of relations, I think some military conflict is probable. But I also think the current trajectory of relations must be altered. You can watch that full conversation with the former US Secretary of State Henry Kissinger on Bloomberg TV at midday on Saturday or download it right now uh, on the Bloomberg Talks podcast available on Apple, Spotify or wherever you listen. Those are our top stories. An interesting story that uh, caught my eye on the terminal this morning, Caroline, uh, to do with something perhaps a little bit awry in the stock market in Indonesia. Uh, Mysterious 1,000% gains on some stocks are fueling calls for tighter regulation Mm. in the market in Indonesia, known as deep fried shares among local traders. Yeah, this is uh, the idea that there's a lot of speculation and so it keeps those shares, you know, hot, hot, hot and then kind of mo- moving rapidly. Um, uh, yeah, there is there is concern. It's not uncommon um, in some um, Southeast Asian markets for there to be very big swings, but Indonesia in particular is a why the IMF's issued a warning too. Yeah, and it's something that it, this concerns about 10% of the total stocks listed um, in Indonesia. Around 83 companies have seen their share prices swing by a thousand percent from peak to trough, which is 
bigger than the swings that we have seen in other neighbouring markets, for example. So that's why it's something that's caught the attention uh, of regulators and that warning, as you say, from the IMF. Uh, investment managers also uh, calling for regulators to step in to see um, why those uh, levels of volatility are so extreme in that sector of the Indonesian market. Thousand percent swings, though you know, just a casual day in stock markets. <laughs> well, look, if you've got a, like the that. thing is though, if you've got penny stocks or very cheap stocks and uh, a very illiquid market, a thousand percent is not Ma- you know magnitude sorry. versus value. <laughs> fine, fine, you did the maths. Okay, yeah, Caroline. There we go. Uh, all right, let's get more then on our uh, top interview this morning. Deputy Prime Minister Oliver Dowden uh, speaking to our UK correspondent Lizzie Burden at the Founders Forum event, which is part of London Tech Week. And Lizzie joins us now in studio. Great to have you on the programme. Um, you were speaking to Oliver Dowden just hours after the publication of the Partygate report, which had some pretty damning conclusions around the former Prime Minister Boris Johnson. So obviously you had to put that question to him. Yeah, it was obvious that Dowden didn't want to talk about Boris Johnson. It's frankly annoying for ministers that the former Prime Minister is distracting attention away from the diligent government that Sunak's trying to present. And Dowden's also in charge of the Cabinet Office... which has been uh, in this kind of briefing war with Boris Johnson. So Dowden said that it's for Parliament to decide on these matters of ethics and standards. Conveniently, he said he'd spent the morning campaigning, uh, so he hadn't read the report in detail. But his point was that he's focused on government and he denied that all this mischief and scandal is leaving ministers less time to engage with business. Uh, You know, Labour, of course, is getting on with its smoked... Uh, salmon and scrambled eggs offensive it says Um, and on Monday you'll have MPs voting on whether to accept the Partygate inquiries finding that Johnson repeatedly misled politicians about these parties in Downing Street. It's a high risk strategy but it's intended to remove this long shadow that Johnson's casting over Sunak's premiership. Meanwhile, the government, of course, wants to be focusing on things like the economy. We've had a a raft of economic data in recent days casting doubt on that key priority the government has of having inflation by the end of the year. What was Oliver Dowden's view on that? Well, he says that the government's going to stick to its priority of halving inflation by the end of the year, not just reducing it, as Sunak hinted at, at Prime Minister's questions. We didn't really hear him talking about halving it. Take a listen to this. Of course, we stick by the, um, the, the, the target that we uh, set for inflation uh, when, when we announce those five priorities. But what it does require is discipline from the government. And that's why, for example, in relation to some of the difficult decisions we have to take in respect of public sector pay, and we are absolutely determined to bring inflation back down. That's core to the stability of the United Kingdom, and it's core to making sure that we have the prosperity going forward. But the trouble is, as the recent data have shown, inflation's sticky, growth's anemic, and we get more inflation data next week. We also have a Bank of England decision on Thursday. The jobs data suggests that more hikes are needed. That's what markets reckon are coming, and that increases the risk of a recession for the UK later on. Yeah, although can I just point out, as Mervyn King said, it's not wise, in his words, to promise to cut inflation in half, given that the government has little control over prices. That is the job of the Bank of England. So, you you know, King's argument, you can take credit afterwards, but you can't 
can't really promise it if it's not your role. And it's one thing to not make the problem worse. It's right. another thing to make it your number one priority to halve it by the end of the year. Yeah. Also, the Deputy Prime Minister, Oliver Dowden, was there actually to speak to tech leaders. This is part of the UK's broader efforts to pitch itself as a good place for the sector to do business. Of course, it's, we said it's part of London Tech Week. That's the whole aim of this. How did he do that? Yeah, I did ask whether he ever muses about whether the civil service should be run by AI. (laughs) He said he wonders whether civil servants ever muse about politicians running, uh, being run by AI instead. (laughs) Um, But uh, overall, he's very optimistic about tech. And I thought it was interesting as the former digital uh, and culture and sport minister uh, you know that he has all this experience about it and he wants to emphasize the opportunities over the risks we often talk about how Starmer and Sunak have been sounding similar in the balance between the two Dowden was keen to throw his weight on the uh, the benefits and opportunities side take a listen AI is the one technology where I think actually genuinely we could get more for less in the next 10 years in health in education, we could massively improve outputs whilst not <coughs> increasing input. That's the opportunity for us, that we have minimal, sensible, proportionate regulation, and then we just really uh, support innovation in this space and have that freedom. And we've got the fundamentals in place for us to be able to do that. So he really wanted to emphasise that Rishi Sunak's a tech bro, his words, not mine, and that he really gets it. And he announced uh, for the first time that the Global AI Summit that's going to be hosted in London will take place in December. Previously, it was expected to be in the autumn, but now we know that it'll be in the final month of the year. Okay, Lizzie Burden, thank you very much for now. We can hear that full interview with Oliver Dowden on today's UK Politics podcast. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Now, the Bank of England, the Bank of Japan, rather, has uh, held rates as expected, but its decision caps off a week of central bank moves that have set up markets for more monetary tightening in the months to come. Our markets reporter, Valerie Titel, joins us this uh, morning for what has been a huge week. Uh, On the Bank of Japan, first of all, no surprises, but what are markets focused on? Big week, and it looks like we survived it for now. (laughs) No surprises from the Bank of Japan, thank God. They stand pat and maintain their easing policy. They kept rates unchanged and kept on with their yield curve control. Uh, The market was really looking for any subtle hints that a tightening cycle could be near, any change in language on their view of inflation. We really didn't get that today. The Bank of Japan maintained their view that inflation will slow over the coming months, and that's the big reason why they stand by this easy policy. 
Okay, uh, let's turn to the ECB next. Hiking 25 basis points as expected. What did you take away from the comments we heard from Christine Lagarde? She was undeniably hawkish. It mm. was a clear message from the ECB, unlike the confusing one many people are talking about we got from the Fed two days ago. Uh, they hiked by 25 basis points, but not only that, she backed it up with a, a hawkish press conference saying that they, she, she gave no hints, at least, that the ECB was near the end. They still have ground to cover. These underlying price pressures are still remaining strong and she's talked about wages and core inflation on that matter and mostly most importantly they're very likely to raise those rates again in July uh, money markets reacted to this hawkish press conference it's implying an almost 80% probability the ECB hikes two more times and hits 4% by October okay so um, the Fed and the ECB diverging then was the strength of the euro and in fact the strengthening of the euro really a preview of more to come. Yeah, the market reaction was really about dollar weakness mm. yesterday on the back of this hawkish press conference from the ECB. Uh, the euro had one of its best days uh, in months, up over 1%. Uh, and you can see that uh, um, dichotomy also happening in the in the fixed income market. Uh, treasuries were rallying while you had German yields uh, uh, moving higher. Uh, at one point in the day, the German two-year yield was almost 15 basis points higher, all down to this hawkish narrative that Lagarde uh, uh, came out singing with and you know it showed such a, a blatant contrast to the way uh, Lagarde came out hawkish versus uh, the Fed even though yes they did raise their guidance for the terminal rate they didn't back it up with any hawkish language and that made it very apparent yesterday when we compared the two it all happened uh, to play out in the FX market the dollar weakened and a euro strengthened by over one percent. Valerie, is there a broader point that to be made this week from central bank decisions that all the central banks did what we expected them to do? Is this a period of no surprises? You know, I don't think so. And because we're nearing the end of the cycle and communication for central banks on where that just where that influx is going to be is always going to be very tricky. So, uh, you know, it was clear that there were no surprises on the rate decisions, but there was a lot of surprises based on the communication, based on what they told us in the press conference. And I don't think that theme is is going by anytime soon. I think you're gonna you're gonna see a lot more nuance in the way that central banks maybe continue these hiking cycles, but then try to hint in some manner that that the end could be near. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, your morning brief on the stories making news from London to Wall Street and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed every morning on Apple, Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning on London DAB Radio, the Bloomberg Business app and Bloomberg.com. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. I'm Caroline Hepke. And I'm Stephen Carroll. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day, right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.